Welcome to the first episode of Podcast by Default. Um, this episode's kind of based on debuts because it's our debut as a podcast kind of thing. Um, my name is Ange. I'm 20 years old. I really like cheesecake and I'm studying psychology. Um, my name is Kim. I'm also 20 years old, even though I look like I'm 15. But I'm studying sociology and your girl is hella addicted to YouTube. My name is Gems. I'm also 20 for now. Um, I'm wearing a purple shirt. <laughs> I'm Chris. Um, I'm 21. Uh, and I love video games. I'm a ma- my major is economics. My name's Jess. It's my birthday today. I'm half your height and I'm still very sick. So excuse my voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So why don't we just kind of hop into it? So we're thinking of doing some um, icebreakers just so you guys can get to know us better. And I guess we can get to know each other better as if we don't know each other already. Uh-huh. But uh, Wait, I think... Were you here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Nice to meet you. Happy birthday. <laughs> anyway. um mind you being in your home. <laughs> I think we should start. Okay, the first question I think I want to ask you guys is if you could have a movie after you, which actor or actress would you choose to play you? Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> She's so quick to answer that one, too. That's a Why? Puss in Boots or no one? <laughs> <laughs> you want Antonio Banderas as Puss in Boots playing you? No. <laughs> Just, like, that's when I knew. When I watched Shrek 2, uh, it was like... Yeah, that's he's me. Yeah. He, he's the one. He's the one. Yeah. Yeah. I want Shrek to play me. <laughs> like my hand. Oh, just Shrek. <laughs> a one-man show. Yeah. A one-man yeah. show. What about you, Chris? I want to see Johnny Depp just because Ooh. I want to see what he makes of me. Mm, that's a good actor. He's going to make a drunken, a drunken oh pirate. A drunken pirate. I can see like Chris as a drunken pirate. Have you guys uh, watched... Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I because uh, I want Aquafina to play me. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I think that would work no, really well. <laughs> it's on my list. I've been wanting to watch Crazy Rich Asians. It's really good. And the wedding scene's so cute. I know. Yeah, they're no it's like partially anything. underwater. And I like Ooh. the I like that version of um I can't help falling in love with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that was, was really so yeah. the wedding in general. I just love Kina Grass. I want that level of bougie at my wedding. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Kim? Who would I choose? I don't know. Do I have like a female actress that I love? I don't know. Maybe it could be a Bollywood actress, but I Priyanka think I might. Priyanka. <laughs> I don't think I want Priyanka Chopra to play me. I think I honestly, t- even though we don't look anything alike, Taraji P Henson. She probably would make mm. me so like she would. I love her. Right. She has your essence. <laughs> I love it. I love her so much. So I would love for her to play me in a movie. Okay. So speaking of movies, do you guys have like a favorite movie? You can guess mine. Oh, I mean, <laughs> nice segue into that. <laughs> I, can, can I guess yours? I, guess mine. Pirates of the Pirates Caribbean? Of no. Oh, oh well, wait. you said Johnny Depp. How? 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 Johnny Depp. Oh, <laughs> um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. There oh, my gosh. Oh, it was right yeah. there. Okay, wait, the viewers don't know, it but... It was right there. <laughs> But Chris is super into Nightmare Before Christmas. Like whenever it's Christmas time, like he'll ask or for Halloween. that as a gift. Yeah, yes. literally for between birth- October to December, that's where he thrives or the most. All year round. That's also my birthday period. Yeah, yeah. so it works. 
<laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't really have. That's too hard a question. Movie, yeah. I don't like questions mm-hmm. like that. Currently, it's Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog, but that could change at any minute. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me a specific genre, <laughs> and I'll probably be able to give you like a movie and a specific genre. But like mm-hmm. to say I have a number one favorite, I don't. Yeah, I mean, The Lion King was pretty good, but. I don't know if I would I, I guess if there's like one movie you never get tired of, it's technically two movies, but also kind of one, the Kill, Kill Bill. Kill Bill? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Cool. Mm. I'm sorry, audience. Honestly, Shrek is one movie that you could just never get tired oh, of. Oh, Shrek 2? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Shrek 2 is the perfect sequel. Shrek 2 is the perfect sequel. So, if you were to um, rate all the Shrek movies, how would you rate it? Shrek 2. Shrek 2. Shrek. Shrek 3. Shrek 4. Like, it's like deep, deep. The big of hell. Yeah, I didn't even watch Shrek 4. Shrek 4 gave me nightmares. I still have reoccurring nightmares of the flying scene when Donkey and him were on the broomstick. I don't know why. <laughs> but I still have those reoccurring nightmares. I'm scared. Does Donkey have a spinoff? He should. No. He should. No, but Puss does, yeah. Because of okay, I like Can Puss. Can we count Puss, 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 Puss as in our rankings? Because if we're counting Puss oh. in Boots, it's He's like, like Puss in Boots. Boots. Yeah. Puss in Boots. Good movie. Before, okay, obviously before Shrek 4, but before Shrek 3? Yeah. I would say before Shrek 3. I think it's Shrek 2, Shrek 1, Puss in Boots, Shrek 3, and then it's Shrek 4. I actually like Shrek 4 more than... Shrek 3. Hmm, really? Yeah. I, re-watched, I rewatched it recently <laughs> and it has a lot of dark themes and that's what I love in my films. Mm, dark and, themes? What, what is Shrek 4? So basically, he wishes his whole family away by wishing a day away and uh, then Rumpelstiltskin makes it so that he was never born. Uh, but what I don't like is he's out of character for Shrek to like suddenly hate everything he's he, fought so it, hard for. It's not really suddenly hating, it's more he doesn't think of himself as being what he used to be because before in the first film he was a, the feared ogre mm-hmm. and now in the fourth film it's complete 180 like everyone, everyone, yeah. everyone loves him uh, he tries to be scary it doesn't work do the roar honestly i feel like yeah i guess that makes sense it's kind of like a Losing yourself, yeah, almost like not taking seriously. And yeah. he also has three okay. kids, and yeah, we're we're not parents, and we're not gonna be parents anytime soon. But oh. triplet, taking care of triplets is. Oh about yeah, a, I can't even. Mm. I I don't even like going to the mall and hearing the kids cry at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, taking care of Lucy's a happy. This is my dog, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's she's emo. <laughs> Sad boy. Nah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Shrek is definitely a classic. It's, I like how it like classic. puts a twist and it turns fairy tales on its head. Like, All the fairy tales. Oh, Snow White's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know the most badass scene ever. It's got to be in Shrek Two. I need a hero. You can't tell oh, me yeah. that doesn't yeah. give you chills. It's from the singing, from the better. Like that song is just better than the original. I'm sorry. So Once she starts singing, you Once have to start singing. Game. You gotta start singing. But you can't tell me you don't get chills when Puss in Boots jumps off of Donkey <laughs> and is ready to fight. You can't tell me that. Yeah, I'm trying to fight though. Tell me that that gives chills in the body. Twenty mm. years, I'm twenty years old. I'm still getting chills from that. Legit though, there I are action it. movies today that can't that want that, but mm. Shrek Two had and that one scene. They can't. They it's can't true. You know me. what? You may think we're joking, but it's actually the real truth. Like if you if you're crazy enough to never have seen it, come on. Okay, so wait, how many dwarves does does Snow White have? Seven. Okay, seven. So if you can be an extra dwarf, an eighth dwarf. 
what would you, what would you be? Because there's there's like what grumpy, sassy, sassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she would be sassy, sassy dwarf. I wish I could say sleepy, but that's already one. <laughs> I guess I'm stressy. <laughs> stressy. stressy. Chris, do you want to be depressy? <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, I'll be well dressy. <laughs> I don't know. Jenna, do you want to be a little bit messy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Is it clumsy already one? No. No, um, no. no. Okay, I'll be clumsy. Clumsy. <laughs> Alright. But like I feel like could you imagine if they had if they had to redo Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? And now it's like how many of us are there? One, two, three, like twelve dwarfs? Is it five? Yeah, it's five. Twelve dwarfs. Snow White and the Twelve Dwarfs, and you just have all of us running the show? Like, come on. Oh Wait, I thought you were counting us. No, you were no. like, one, two, three, four, twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you get there? I, I promise you I passed second grade math. Oh my god. I wouldn't be the pressy. I would be fighting. Fighting? Fighting? Yeah, oh. because of my fighting. Aggressive. Aggressive. I love that. do Snow White, and we're going to have a scene where fighty fights Grumpy. Straight up, I swear up. When Grumpy doesn't want to wash his hands, just rip that thing coming. And then there's a scene where we both find the evil queen. Oh my god. Oh yeah, y'all just like squaring up. I'd pay money to see that. I would. Because I'm imagining Chris looking. Oh my gosh, you know what that reminds me of? That vine that's like, um, what would you do if a child was in front of you? And the guy just go. Oh yeah. guys. I have a question. So, what are some childish things you do as an adult? Okay, Talk do does watch no. um like kids movies and stuff no. count? Like okay, if it, they're not from your childhood though, it's different if it's nostalgic. But if you're like the, rediscovering movies or like you're discovering no no no, I mean rediscovering like okay, but, like, like you've you never watched Oh, when Murray when when How to Train Your Dragon came out. Um, <laughs> we, we were like deep and emotional. No, every true worst Disney movie. What about Frozen? We watched that in theaters. Yeah, so is that childhood? We no! Uh, we were pretty yeah, They're pretty legit wrong. movies. Okay, okay. Okay, wait. Big blockbusters aside then, like, what if, okay, God forbid anyone, but what if somebody watched Teen Titans Go? Like, is that childhood? Oh my lord. That's hella childish. You're a grown-ass woman and you're telling me that you're watching Teen Titans Go instead of the regular Teen Titans? Exactly. I know. That's childish as hell. So, see, I've been watching Sonic so, Boom. It's said- not like... It's it's just just Sonic. Was it Sonic Boom the name of the music store from Austin Nolly? Yes. <laughs> well, I haven't been watching that. <laughs> is that is that a childish thing you do? Watch Austin and Ally? No, I just remember from when I used to watch when I was younger. So then yeah, just rewatching old childhood shows. No, if rewatching childhood. doesn't count. But uh, this isn't rewatching. It like came fresh. out in 2016, yeah. and I discovered it like last week. So After the like, Sonic movie, because I couldn't get enough of Sonic. That's like how I watched Toy Story for the first time when I was in my teens. Okay, what are childish things? It might have. Oh, okay, I mean, okay, personally, I for me, it might have been the Disney movies because I know I kind of blamed on my younger sister, but like when I started really watching Disney movies, I was young and we really couldn't afford like that many VCR V cassettes oh, yeah. or whatever because we were kind of like poor and, <laughs> and those were expensive they were expensive at the, at the time dvds oh god that was like a, that was like a leg and a half my dad but like, would just like record whatever was on yeah. tv but like <laughs> if you ask me how many disney disney movies i've watched i can tell you i only watched cinderella and i only watched pinocchio pinocchio scarred me so i, only <laughs> I was terrified of pinocchio right <laughs> no that donkey scene that thing that's chill i don't know where and they thought the that whales was the, the whales. whale scene just 
Wales are scary stuff. though. I just never liked Wales it. I can't remember why. I was I've probably never scared watched too. It's it. probably it's scary. I rewatched it when I was sixteen because I was like, why was I so scared? I was scared at the age of sixteen. <laughs> yeah, that donkey scene. But watch it, and I'm telling you, it's disturbing. I don't know where they thought that was a good idea to put in a kids movie. Mm-hmm. But then again, their idea of like what's appropriate for kids was so much different than what it is now. Yeah. Now it's a lot more coddled. But like that's yeah, one thing. Back but, in like, the day, Tom and Jerry, they used to kill each other. And people twenty just, times each episode. Yeah. They don't do that anymore. No. No. no, no, now they now now they just like do? team just up. Chase each other. Oh, they team up. Well, they team up. There were like one or two times. Tom Jerry still Oh yeah. And um, no, even like if you even check the original Pinocchio, the original story, it's hella disturbing. All of the, okay, a lot of all, all, all of them, all yeah, of them. But that one is specifically because I, I think I heard some. I don't know because like, I, I have the Grim Fairy Tale. I'll bring it one day. Did you read the Pinocchio one? No. They were like Pinocchio. Like many different origin stories for Pinocchio specifically, and one of them was like it's supposed to be like a newspaper, like how you have like a piece of like Archie comic, like an old witch and stuff. Yeah, and there was also like one like apparently he was just like a series like you'd pick up the newspaper in like the eighteen hundreds and like oh this is for the kids. And apparently they was used to show like bad behavior. And apparently one of the one of the cartoons they just straight up killed him. And the kids were all traumatized. It makes sense because back in the day that's where all the folklore came from. That's true. Yeah. All yeah. the witches, all the werewolves. If you were bad, they're gonna come to get you, like the boogeyman. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like have you seen American Gods? No. no. Okay. Really, really, really good show. Is it? Uh yeah, really, really good show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, Damon, I trust that it's good. Yeah. Anything of his is good, but um okay so there because it goes back into like like folklore and whatnot and so like one of the episodes they 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 explore like um like some like Celtic or Celtic however you pronounce it mm-hmm. one of those um one of the folklore is about like leprechauns and they were mentioning how like folklore itself had to change over time because back then it was like like the folklore was like oh if you fell asleep by a river like this thing would like come like drag down and like drown you right mm-hmm. and then it shows and then it shows a more modern time with, with the same with, with like this great with this grandmother like telling her her kids like her grandkids this folklore mm-hmm. and they start crying because like just like the times have changed and you can't you can't get away with like uh-huh. the the bad person like killing you anymore now it's just like someone will come take you away and like it's just a lot more coddled you know I mean? like, yeah so that changed a lot of stories now that's like if you think about like the little mermaid like mm. what the story that it was based off oh, of that, like, that wasn't meant to scare kids though that was kind of written no. out of love i i feel like um it was just like a totally different kind of filter like well, also the kids from back then were much mm-hmm. more exposed to like death yeah exactly. which is not a bad thing at all yeah <laughs> like, that's like not exposed great. to as much death but it's like it just sometimes some of these stories some of these kids shows you notice too now like as soon as something happens it's like sugar coated 100 mm-hmm. percent. it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it wasn't even like that when we were growing up but we're not that old mm-hmm. well we are we're getting uh, eight-year-old back pains but we're not that old <laughs> <laughs> no it's just because of the weight of like my uh expectations oh, on my shoulders the weight of my sins but yeah um beyond like all of those kinds of like shows and tv shows that you guys think are childish quote-unquote i don't think they're childish just because like i don't really think that really counts because entertainment is entertainment in my opinion that's true yeah there is a a fine line Uh, let's take for example the shows kids watch nowadays Mm. you become brain dead if you start watching them that's also true it honestly depends because like okay 
a lot of people take offense when they say like oh like don't you dare tell me this is for kids when it like obviously is because it's a good story like mm. just because the, it's like kid friendly it doesn't make it bad yeah. mm. like it can mm. still be a quality like how to train your dragon is like it's amazing it's mm. not for it's it's it can be for adults but that's not like the target yeah. audience mm-hmm. what? but it's still a quality story like it doesn't make it stupid see some yeah. people really think that you need to have like a bunch of like really extremely adult jokes for somebody to be funny which is why like those adults some of those adults swim tv shows are so stupid because like, all they, they do force, is swear yeah. because they can yeah because like they force like that's why only few of them are making big hits i know i was watching the adult swim because i saw the mike tyson um adventures that's an actual tv oh, yeah, show it is on netflix really. it's yeah it's pretty funny actually that one i don't mind but there was another one i showed afterwards something about like some lonely cop who had like a doll that was his wife or something i don't know it was if, be, if i was a cop if it was something like that i don't, I don't know I don't know what the name of the show was, and I was like, oh, let me watch it. Five seconds of it being funny, and then suddenly someone's head was being ripped off, and somebody was having, um, very, uh, doing dutty things. And it was just really, like, <laughs> what I mean, like, I was watching, and I'm like, this isn't funny at all. Like, yeah. I, I, there's just so many, you can be, like, more like you're trying to funny. be edgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to be edgy by yeah. putting that adult, because you have the jurisdiction to do that stuff no like what like they really just needed to let something out yeah (laughs) exactly and i don't know i just that's why like some of the shows like there's some shows like you know like family i used to hate family guy family Mm -hmm. guy can watch now but some of some episodes just aren't that funny Mm -hmm. some episodes are just dumb yeah some of them are just dumb because like you can do it just because you can doesn't mean you should Mm. yeah that makes me question then like what's the difference between like a kid's thing and like an adult thing because like i thought maybe like maybe it's because like how to train dragon was like a cartoon maybe but then mm-hmm. like a family guy that's definitely not like a child like a child, no, show. A child yeah. show and that's also the cartoon. Rating, so like is it like the theme is it because like one's like more like happy one's more like like a basic it's a structure lot of it, it's also it's demographic too because even though how to train dragon is like i don't think it's just for kids it's more for families but like i think they have the idea that the demographic there are going to be kids who are watching it whereas like family guy if you drama south park especially mm-hmm. they know for sure that the demographic is not going to be children because if children watch that then they're going to be scarred <laughs> i think it has to be more of the underlying message and who understands uh what's going on because uh a lot of uh shows that are catered for adults have uh dark themes dark messages and the adults can relate to it and if you show it to a kid they're gonna get bored because they, they won't understand it's just it's also sad though because like, then in a way it's kind of saying that adults can't relate to happy things as well now like just yeah. like to because like like a fa- the fairy tale is just like it's been around for it's an original thing like the basic structure of a fairy tale you have like the antagonist the protagonist like bad bad versus good you know and like you see it and i guess for adults they try to complicate it they try to they try to make you feel things for the bad guy and then like the yeah. good people betray each other like yeah it can it has a lot more it, layers yeah it can yeah. be simple sometimes yeah. but still it, do good not, things not everything has to be like society yeah <laughs> and that's the thing about edgy humor like ed- things like that edgy mm-hmm. humor can be good it can be funny but i don't doses. yeah but the thing is like yeah some people think like edgy humor is funny because it's the edgiest thing they can think of like mm-hmm. that's not nah that's not it you gotta know I what feel you're like doing. It, do, it shouldn't be trying so hard exactly if it's trying so hard to be funny it's not gonna be funny or no yeah. just trying to be dark like yeah but it's like saying true. it because yeah. oh look how dark i can get look yeah. how bad we are like it's just not gonna land like, it's okay to be happy <laughs> do you remember when we were younger and there like, was like uh <laughs> what's it called robot chicken like, oh yeah those oh, yeah. kinds of shows Honestly, I remember when we were kids, like, it was really, really popular. Yeah. But it was, it just wasn't that good. What was it? Like, it was, I don't remember. It was, it was, I don't know how to describe it. It was just like a. Kids that were 
extremely edgy. It looked really yeah. dumb. From yeah. Like, the trailers, like I don't know. Like, popular opinion is that I, I love that show. Anyone else that I talk to, it's like they loved it. Like, they watched it all the time. But I don't know if they're just saying that because... Nostalgia? They don't want to seem like... Mm. Yeah, I think they wanted it to be, like, cool. like just, yeah. yeah, it was like a bandwagon. Like, I feel like they thought, oh, I'm, like in second grade and i'm watching <laughs> robot chicken and like when i was in second grade i watched robot chicken like it's like you're in the loop but yeah. like honestly it's not quality entertainment no. it's not that well I, I can't say i've never seen it yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh robot chicken oh robot chicken oh, God. i don't know you know what have you guys went through that like 13 year old phase where you thought all that stuff was funny because you're like i'm grown i can yeah. watch it yeah that's See, what i used to watch when, when humor is like overly edgy like that it seems like it's like adult jokes for kids yeah, and you, and you think kids like, who want to be in the loop will find it funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's really not. Like, Robot Chicken, I think a lot of their skits are just dumb. Yeah. All right. So, what are um, some other childish things? Because we kind of focus more on, like, childish Movies. entertainment. Okay, what what are childish? I'm just trying to think of childish things. Board again. games. Like, cartwheels? That's, okay, that's not childish. No, a lot of people think board games are childish. How, really? how they played Catan, how they played Risk, oh my gosh, how they played Monopoly. Okay. How about Jumanji? Jumanji. <laughs> how about Cards Against Your Man? Wait, that's not a board game, but, like, I'm saying, in a way, it's, like, in that general... But no, that's catered for not. adults, but catered the for adults, basic... Like, board games in general. The basic what? The like, basic ones, like, like card D&D, games, stuff like that. Like Monopoly? Yeah. Monopoly. Yeah. I'm not gonna teach like a two year old to play Monopoly. <laughs> I know, right? Like it's a, a lot of those pieces in the yeah. house. I was on. like eight, nine, twelve, whatever. What yeah. am I gonna play? Honestly, I, I feel like again. it should be discussed what is considered childish or not. Like you were saying yeah. about entertainment, but I think that applies for everything. Yeah. Because like mm-hmm. I think a lot of things have become more generally family kind of based instead of childish. Yeah. 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 It's for everyone. Yeah. And like in general, children's TV, like I, I know there's this, I don't know how relative this would be, but I feel like in a way it is because you're saying it's more family. And I know there was this big trial, like I, I think in the 60s, where they're thinking of taking like kids television shows off television because they're like, oh, it's uh, stupid. And if you know my best friend, Mr. Rogers, he <laughs> made his whole speech about how it's not only for that, but it creates family time, quality time. So that's why a lot of kids shows and a lot of kids entertainment it's not only just for kids, really for family. It's supposed to bring it up. So that doesn't really mean it's like children's entertainment. It means like just entertainment in general for families. It's something appropriate that everybody can watch. That's, I think that's really what can define it. Some things are generally child. Like if you watch like Teletubbies, like, I don't think a whole family mm-hmm. can run to watch. Yeah. I've been watching The Wiggles with my nephew and that stuff's yeah. addictive. Like, oh, I know I'm, what you're talking I'm about. Singing, like, I'm singing like The Wiggles at work and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. I'm the same, like, uh... Um, I mean, they are the number one band in the Listen, yeah. fruit That's salad slaps. Nothing yeah. slaps more than that. <laughs> There's, like, this new thing on Netflix. I forget what it's called, but, like, it's just basically nursery rhymes and stuff. If you watch it for, like, an hour straight, it'll eat your brain. Like, I know all the lyrics to all of these songs, like... There's, uh, like, a formula to this kind of stuff. It's yeah, like, but, like, my baby cousin, she eats it up. Like, she'll stare at the TV. She's not even, like, a year old yet, and she's, like, she loves it. It's you like know? a drug. Like, yeah. It's like, but, like, I don't get it's it. It's the pretty colors. It's the pretty sounds. It is the pretty it's, colors, yeah. 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 It's tricking that part of your brain that just remembers the childhood. Mm-hmm, that's true. Because also, when I think about it, like, I remember putting on, like, Avatar The Last Airbender, yeah, which yeah. isn't really, like, a... It's not like for it's like, like younger kids. Well, you it's been not that bad. Wait, for it, yourself, but it is. It's it, for myself. Yeah, it's for kids. But like that's that's yeah. like that's your older look. That's when you can yeah. follow that story. No, but like I mean, like I put it on because I wanted to experiment. Will she like cartoons that aren't like 
directed for her audience and she didn't like she didn't want any of it like they like i i was watching it for myself but i just wanted to see like will she watch it with me and she didn't like she just didn't want to look again it has yeah. to do with will she understand the message behind yeah. it yeah i don't, think, I don't yeah. think she's at that stage she probably will eventually i i just like figure like maybe it's like a cartoon thing maybe kids just like cartoons but oh, i guess yeah. it is the bright colors it was probably. crazy because i remember when my sister was growing up we have a pretty big age gap but of course we're like best friends so we i would watch those shows with her mm. and a lot of times i would want her to experience the same shows i would watch so mm-hmm. like timothy goes to school and the berenson bears and i just remember watching them and a part of me was like, you get like you said, it's addicting. It's like not like I'm gonna go watch binge watch on my free time, mm-hmm. but those are shows that I can literally find myself being like, I'm bored, let me rewatch an episode. It's yeah. like sounds, sounds extremely childish and weird. Like and sixteen. Makes, yeah, like sixteen. <laughs> well, sixteen itself is not for like little <laughs> kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Backyard again. I can't they took uh, that was Netflix. a good show. I was so. I'm so upset. Honestly, like that was the only kids think- show that was on Netflix that my baby cousin and I both loved. You know, <laughs> I knew all the songs. Do you guys think really that like? Do you guys no. think that like the shows you watch and like the music you listen to affects like forms your personality when you're older? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, especially more so when you're a teenager. Like we all had our mm-hmm. really Green Day phase. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that's like that's I'm part so- of the reason why you want to share like everything. Like you said, we want to share it with your sister, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to like become. You don't want to like make them your, your like you, but you want them to like to like have, have that, a part that, of that, that connection, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's your question. Like the music helps shape your atmosphere, right? So mm-hmm. that's gonna help shape how you go out in yeah. the day. I feel like if I didn't have like a mild emo phase, we wouldn't be friends. <laughs> yeah. A lot of us, yeah. yeah. When I say mild, I mean extremely mild. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm still in it. Right? <laughs> Like green, but you mentioned Green Day, and I just remember that part of my life. I was there, like extremely into Green Day. Like now, mm-hmm. I feel like not really it's coming back, but because Green Day is making their comeback, I'm there. Yeah. Like I'm a little older now. I feel like I'm down for it. Didn't they have like, like an album? Come they out? actually just released yeah, an album. It's very different it, sound yeah. though. It's very different. Rejects, like shook my world. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I remember we were all into like Follow Boy and Green Day around the same time, and literally right now they're on tour. They're like showing up to toronto i'm like and then now it's like i'm at that age where it's like i don't really know if i would see them i don't straighten my bangs anymore (laughs) i don't have bangs anymore we're not going back to that Ah, maybe on a sad night i remember their videos were like the best thing ever though oh yeah see look if anybody wants to go to green day and follow with me yeah we can do that all right guys so i think it's about time that we go on a little break but we'll be back really soon with some more uh, really soon for us but immediately for you (laughs) (laughs) okay okay we'll see you guys in a bit this podcast was sponsored by water you need it for life so refreshing (laughs) and welcome back to the podcast we had to take a well-deserved break but we are back with some more fun and whatever else so I think one thing we want to discuss before even going into other topics is really why we started the podcast, why we felt like we needed to. And I think in a way we all have very similar reasons, but also it's like from more personal points of views. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you guys want me to start. I mean, yeah. yeah, recently. It was kind of your idea yeah. originally anyways. Well, nice. um, I, I guess it. I mean, I don't know how we're going to start exactly, but I know, I think recently I've been in a mental rut and I've been trying to be more creative. I know I used to be like into drawing and used to be into like creating like videos and stuff on my own little YouTube channel. And I think I just kind of lost that creative drive and I've really been trying to find it in different ways. And I felt like doing a podcast would, you know, you just get to talk and do whatever the hell you want. So I think it's healthy for everyone to have like a creative outlet 
let as well because I found that because I was so focused on school I also used to do like vlogs and things like mm-hmm. that but lately I've just been so drowned like drowning in it you know like there's nothing else that's on my mind except for school and I also found that I, I was like having really shallow connections with my friends yeah you know and I felt kind of lonely as a like result of that especially since you live outside of Canada yeah <laughs> she's always I'm in always Mr. Location around, you know? oh yeah <laughs> if you didn't know we're all uh Good old Canadians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Drake is our president. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, um, especially because I'm away from a lot of like my childhood friends like you guys, um, I don't really get to talk to people and connect with them really well. And I felt like any of our hangouts have been like us trying to distract ourselves from the stress instead of opening up and like, you know, like yeah, yeah, like really kind of going Having a heart to heart. Yeah. yeah, and I think yeah. it's good that we do this in podcast form too, because anybody who's listening, you never know that maybe they might need to hear this. Mm-hmm. And of course, like not every podcast is gonna be deep and like really thing, but I think lighthearted or deep, somebody might want to hear, it, somebody might need to hear it. And it's like the the cool idea is that I don't know who's gonna, maybe it might be one person, it might be my grandma, it might be like a million people. We don't know. We don't know where this is gonna go. This is really for fun. Mm-hmm. But the idea of like either our friends listen to it or just somebody stumbling across it and it can help them, that I feel like that's also really rewarding for me. Yeah. Or even if you just want to hang out with someone, yeah. come hang out with us. Yeah, I was going to say, even if this, like, no one listens to it in the sense of being just for us, yeah. like, I'm, I'm good with that. Because, like, what Angela was saying, it's something to look forward to that isn't school-based. And it's not that I'm lacking in, like, people to have meaningful conversations with. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of our topics have been, like, either catching up or, like, oh, we're all stressed, let's kind of freak out about it. Yeah. And it's just nice to have, like, other things, like, because we always have other things to talk about, we just never get to it, because we're in a really hectic place in our lives, and this gives us, like, more, it, and it kind of grounds us a bit. Yeah. Which I think is Also, great. it's something that we, that we have been, like, thinking about and talking about for a while, so, like, even if, if this goes nowhere like absolutely nowhere like it's nice to like set small personal goals for yourself and like it gets excited you know especially now like when we're all stressed like this is something that makes us like it it makes me happy just like thinking about it like dreaming you know like that's a healthy thing it's almost like an excuse for us to get together you know we're like we to come and talk and the fact that in a way it's like we have a purpose that just makes it it kills more than two birds mm-hmm. yeah so, you know I mean? it makes you feel productive at yeah. the same time productive you know, yeah. being creative yeah. repeating up yeah. and then if anything if this, if this goes nowhere we'll just keep these for like memories yeah i know imagine <laughs> like we're gonna be 50 years old uh, and then like we can listen to what we were like i know <laughs> no, i can't even grasp i'm 20 years old we're thinking about 50 i know <laughs> but no it's true like we're gonna look back on these one day whether mm-hmm. it goes nowhere or not we're gonna be like, wow, this is yeah. That was us. I think these are really valuable moments. It'll also teach us like how to work together as a team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll teach us more than just being too. friends. And maybe you know? down the line, we're gonna make more creative projects. Yeah, it might inspire yeah. us, you know, and then make us more. It's a motivational thing. If you start off with one thing like this, like our like we just we think of other bigger things, and mm-hmm. like it just it pushes you kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess we could go into some more topics now that we kind of yes. talked a bit about why we're here. <laughs> I, so, we made a list of things to talk about because we're really excited to talk with you guys. Um, one of which is... Okay, there's a lot of really deep questions. I'm not sure I'm ready for all of them, so let's go <laughs> here. So, which is worse for you? Failing or never trying? 
Wow, that's not but like, yeah, like, you're like, oh, I'm ready for the question. Where's Hunt? We're on the yeah. shallows like now, everyone. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I feel like definitely not trying. Never trying I think is yeah. definitely worse. Okay, I feel like that's like the answer that you're supposed to gravitate to, but, but at the same time, when yeah, I fail, it's bad. it gets to me. It's like, true. The fear of mm-hmm. failure is yeah. definitely... Yeah, I, I'm not at the point where I can take failure well like i want to be there but i'm not yet like you know, no, it, yeah, it, it, it gets me a lot for me why i say never failing is worse is because i'm i live my life in such a way that i don't want to, uh, things to go unexplored right so I'm, i always want to try stuff i always want to do something new and if i fail at it that's okay uh that's a learning experience i know what not to do now and whenever i try something new i definitely will have more experience right. never trying just completely blocks that out of my life mm-hmm. for me i think more like because when it comes to failure like i feel like the consequences of that failure just like they stick with me forever like like uh, like because i've switched programs a couple times all my friends know that um more than a couple times actually and so like the consequences of that like like i ha- it's I, I haven't even finished a complete year of schooling yet and like by switching i've wasted like, I get it. I, I know I haven't wasted time. I haven't wasted money. Nothing's a waste. But at the same time, it is a waste. Like, I'm kind of tired of hearing that because, like, I wasted so much, of my, so much time in my life, of my youth. I've wasted so much money. And I'm in so much debt now that even, like, I can't even try to, 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 to pursue other things because I'm of that debt and of that lack of time. Like, I'm kind of, like, on a clock. You know what I mean? It's, it's more stress. Since your knee's deep, you, deep, you have to see it through exactly mm-hmm. so like i don't know that that's why i think failure is kind of more like that because like with the never trying like i feel like there's times where i feel like it's never too late to try something like you're gonna have time later on if you're not trying it now you're gonna think back to it you're gonna regret it and then you're like okay maybe i'll give it a shot later on i feel like there's that's always true. time to try something later my thing is that there are a lot of opportunities that i've like come across where i didn't even like now is the time to apply like I can't there's no way that I can do it like or like after I've graduated or something like like once I have a job once I'm in like uh further graduate studies like there's no way that I'm going to be able to do these things specifically that I can do now as an undergraduate student so for me that's why it's like never trying because for me never trying is always been about like never applying for this program never applying for this like research opportunity and Honestly, like nine times out of ten, I get rejected for everything I apply to. But since I apply to like a million different things, I get accepted like every, here and there. And then that's enough to like, it's another experience to add on to my CV or something like that. And mm-hmm. I guess it's just kind of like because for lower risk things, it's good to try things rather than just being afraid to like fail. Because like I have a bunch of backup plans in case things don't work out for me. But I guess it helps because unlike you, like I have been in my program since first year when I first switched into it. Um, and I'm pretty set on completing my uh, my degree. Yeah. So that's what I think about that. But I mean, there are some things that are honestly like, you know, I, I remember seeing this thing that was like, um, I don't know the difference between let fate handle it or something. And like... I should go for what I want. 
you know like mm. if it comes it comes versus like if you want it go get it yeah. Yeah. and it's really hard to differentiate it is because sometimes too. you don't know because fate can be anything it can it, it doesn't mean like that opportunity is going to like hit you in the face maybe fate will be that you get that drive to go pursue it you mm-hmm. know what i mean it could be anything that's why that's why there's so much unknown like there's so much unknown that we don't know about like you, like you're saying you don't know what, what it is it's hard to like discover which which is which because you know fate can be anything it can be you know the little sign that makes you think huh maybe i will go for it or the drive that you get i think i'm gonna do it or it could be right in front of your face this is the job opportunity it can be anything it can even be the smallest things which is why it's like you always got to be looking I, I don't know i'm always looking for signs to do stuff which yeah. should be a sign itself that you should do it right that's crazy well because like part of it's like there comes a time where like okay when is it when is it like fate like is is it predestined or is it something that like i'm looking for for um affirmation for or confirmation for whatever um like i'm like do i have an idea and then i start seeing these signs because i'm looking for them or like or like do i have an idea and i'm like the the universe is telling me that go ahead do it and that's why they're giving me these signs like i don't know like it's it gets tricky when it comes to that and that makes me think yeah i feel like um for some things if it involves just you I think you should just always try. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But if it's something that, like, oh, your family's going to be affected by this, uh, like, um, your significant other might be affected by it's this. anybody you love and care about. Yeah, I think you should be more afraid of failure, mm. you know? Like, if Definitely it's something... Definitely the, the benefits and the costs. Yeah. That's just the most realistic point of view from it, though. You know, some people will be like, no, you got to go chase it. But there's so much to consider when you're chasing yeah. something that's going to affect people. Not not to mention, I remember reading this thing that was like, for relationships or things like that, You re- it really is. It's not up to you. For things that straight up isn't up to you, like... There's no, like, why Why would you, like, um, be afraid of not trying, you mm. know? Like, if you ask somebody out, like, it's possible that you'll regret not asking out that person. But also, um, if you never do it in the first place, then it's, like, then it's an automatic no. I think that's, that's kind of, like, what are you okay with being an automatic no and what are you okay with, like, being like, oh, well, I guess I was just wasn't meant for me, you know? What doors are you going to knock on and what doors... Are you just going to leave alone? Yeah. It kind of goes back to fate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I guess for failure versus never trying, context does matter a lot. Yeah, definitely. Because you shouldn't go for every single thing. Like, theoretically, Mm -hmm. we can just try everything, but it'd be kind of stupid. Like, if you know you're not going to like this or you don't think you do that. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's money. Sometimes yeah. Sometimes it's oh, just time. Definitely. For us, it's definitely money. <laughs> I know. You oh, know, there's so much. Yeah. So many, sometimes you'll say, oh, I want to become a dancer. I want to go into this. I want to go into that. But what What money? Do you know how much one dance class is? Okay. <laughs> okay. I work, it's so expensive. I work minimum wage. I don't have time to like... <laughs> oh, gosh. Run in there with a new dance class every One week. dance class is two hours of work. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. And that's, like, not in a package. But if you buy it in a package, it's, like, $60. But, like, I'm saying specifically, like, hip-hop dance classes. Like, they're expensive. They're expensive. It's Especially hard to have a hobby in your 20s, okay? It is. <laughs> it is, it is yeah. so hard. Especially just starting out, like, a new one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And you don't know if you're going to like it or not. Especially when you have, when you're, like... 
afraid or you don't have the confidence yeah. to really say like this is what I'm gonna stick to because sometimes when you want to try dance classes for example like use that as an example you don't know if you're gonna like it. you're just like I'm gonna try it yeah. but then what if you're nervous about how you, you feel like you look or how you feel about it you don't, you don't have the confidence to go into it okay. so you're just throwing away your money and then that's another thing too oh just a just like a side question off of what you said like nervous about what you look and things like that um what do you think are things that like people should let stop them from doing things do you, do you uh, know what i like, mean like like, what, like, like what's the difference between an excuse for not doing something and like, and like proper, something that you really method. just shouldn't yeah yeah, yeah. you shouldn't let it stop you kind of thing yeah. you know like i feel like if it if it clashes with your values definitely don't mm-hmm. don't like do definitely it. don't do it if it can directly affect if it can affect anyone that you love and care about like yeah then yeah but besides like those obvious points like things like i don't know let's just use like something like totally left field like skydiving as an excuse like be like oh i'm scared some people will argue well you should just get over your fear but some people like legitimately they're like well if they're uncomfortable with it then why should they go through it i feel like one well, reason like, like, how this that person point. reacts to fear because you know some people how they really go into easy panic attacks you don't want to go have a panic attack in the middle yeah. like of the air you're falling down from how many feet up and you're having a panic attack you can't breathe i don't think that's a good idea mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you, you gotta know yourself, like, if you know that if you just need a push and then you'll be fine, mm-hmm. then, okay, like, it doesn't matter that you're scared, but like you said, if you know that you're just not gonna remember to pull your parachute. Going off of knowing yourself, I think it really has to do with what will bring you happiness at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, cause because, like, oh, sorry, you really just want to live your life bringing, uh, bringing you the most happiness to yourself and to your loved ones. Mm, that's true on that note yeah know yourself and, and know others just because it might bring you happiness doesn't, doesn't mean you should go yeah. for it like and also like learn from history like some people when they're like persistent and let's say like, pursuing someone and they don't want to like, maybe accept failure and they're like well you know if i give up like, who knows like sometimes you, you got to know when to give up and you got to mm. know when to be respectful of yourself and any um, anyone else involved i agree um but no, going back to the whole like skydiving example, like maybe it's just the example, but like something like that, like like when you have people telling you to just get over that fear, mm-hmm. like that's not like as long, as long as it's something that that's like hindering your your lifestyle, like, like you don't have to get over your fear of jumping out of a plane. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like, like like the social speaking thing. You don't have to get over a fear of social speaking if you can avoid it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a good skill to have. One hundred percent. If it's yeah. part of your everyday lifestyle, you do have to get over it. Yeah, yeah exactly. But if it's not, then like no big deal. Fear mm-hmm. is normal, and yeah, not all fear is bad. You know, fear oh, fear is good for you. Like it, it keeps you motivated to an extent. <laughs> <laughs> I am fearful of failure. <laughs> Going back to the earlier one. Oh, that's a difficult thing to be afraid of, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I think like, everyone's afraid of failure. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, that's part of why people don't want to try stuff. Mm-hmm. Going all the way back <laughs> to where we started. And going back to um, failure costing money, this is, I mean, so far, pretty healthy. cost-efficient. Yeah. Unless it's, yeah. like, your cheapskate. Yeah. <laughs> I would say your so, cheesecake. too. Everything in balance. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think this would be a good time to go to our next question. If happiness is the national currency, oh what kind of work would make you rich? I totally purposely avoided this one. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of work would make you rich? 
You know what? This is really difficult to answer. For me, it's easy. In my opinion. Okay, you go first then. Well, uh, for the past year, I've been really trying to discover myself. I've been reading self-help books, and Mm -hmm. which has really grounded me uh, with my emotional side, which previously I was not in tune with at all. Oh yeah, I remember that. (laughs) But now, since I do know what brings me happiness, it's my hobbies. Uh, One of my biggest hobbies is video games. So if I could play video game for video games for a living i would love that i'd be the richest man in the world i think it's hard for us none of us know like what like distinctly makes us happy you know yeah Yeah. i've been still out of touch with my hobbies (laughs) you know what's also such a hard question like i know for me personally because i started university as an undeclared major because i don't know what i want to do and i'm in a major now and it's a very flexible major very mutable you can do it you can use this major pretty much anywhere which is great but if you ask me what i want to do now I have no idea. But a question like this, you would honestly think that, you know, your first instinct would be like, I want to be a singer. I want to be a dancer. And those could be, those are very valid answers because mm-hmm. you think about if it's happiness, you know, what's something like, oh, I wish I had the talent to do this. I wish I had the talent to do that. But sometimes it's like, you really think, like for me, I'm thinking, yeah, but if I say I want to be a singer, well, I can't sing, but like, that would be a great... <laughs> but if it makes you happy. It yeah. makes you happy, right? Yeah. But it's like, would that really make me happy? There's so much to to this question. And like, also, if you're a bad singer, and then you become a singer, yeah, would you be are happy? Are you making other people happy? Oh. Exactly! <laughs> you know, was poor, so like, you're rich. This is something I honestly always thought about. I want whatever I do in the future, whether it's in media, whether it's in, um, like, with sociology, whatever it is. Yeah, it, it's all dependent on whatever is going to happen, like, in the future. And I feel like we're relatively young. You know, yeah. like we have a lot of time to figure things out. Like, yeah. <laughs> honestly, not not to get kind of like sad sounding, but I don't remember what it's like to be like happy. Yeah. Does that? I was thinking like sense? there are things that make me content. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But like, do I have to be more than content? But like, yeah, for this one, you have to have like that childlike excitement for it all the time mm-hmm. because that's hard to come. By. That's also unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm okay with just being in the middle like uh, as a kid i always thought i have to be happy all the time otherwise something's wrong with me Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's a reason why i fell into like a huge depression as i was like growing up and becoming like an adult and stuff and like transitioning into university life you know but i think it's still nice to like aim for happiness because like like you're saying like like it's not like we just feel sorrow and pain and sadness Mm -hmm. all the time like like i still feel i still have happy moments and like days where i'm feeling good and whatnot but like in general, if you ask me if I'm, if I'm happy, like, as myself and life right now, no. So I think it's still, like, nice to, like, aim for that goal. Like, like when I'm old, I want to be happy. I want to I want to feel fulfilled and content. Kind of, yeah, I, I would wish for it all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I understand, like, you, you can't have that, right? But, like, mm-hmm. in general, if I ask that question, I want to say yes. Mm-hmm. That's this, true. This question, like, stressed me out because it wasn't, like, if happiness was currency, what job would you have, right? Because there's, like, a ton of things I could do that would make me content. Yeah. They asked, like, to make you the richest person in the world. That's, like, extreme levels of happiness. I don't really know how um, I could achieve that. Yeah. Like, I could achieve a happy life. I could be happy with myself and content. But, like, that kind of extreme, almost mania, I don't know. I feel weird knowing that I'm the only one that can fully answer <laughs> the question. <laughs> but that's okay. Like, I mean... I, I, I just feel like, for me personally, there's more to it than just, like, my job, you know? Mm. If I'm having well, a great family life, mm-hmm. if I'm having, if I'm maintaining good friendships, yeah. like, 
that'll keep me happy too. And in that case, I would be jobless, you know? <laughs> if that's all I needed to be rich, I would be jobless. I would just spend You'd time with my friends and my family. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Walk it out. <laughs> after that, though, because you also had the question if, like, you can only feel happiness if you feel the opposite of it sadness, right? Mm-hmm. So, True. for how long will you be rich and will you be happy? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're not, if that's all you're feeling. What they say is that over time, you do kind of acclimate to whatever situation you're in. You know, like, that's how come you see people who are super, like, poor and there's they still manage to be happy and then you have super rich people that like they're sad it's because your standard adjusts like you adjust with the climate that you're in yeah kind of yeah and i feel like it's unrealistic to expect that from anyone to just be happy all the time to be, no it being human means yeah. be, uh, accepting both the highs and the lows of yeah. life we've seen inside out guys come on we know that <laughs> <laughs> it's we the answer to that question <laughs> Um, yeah. Hmm. So how about I ask you guys this now? Because we're talking about happiness and what makes you happy. But that's just, we're just assuming we have like a... Make <laughs> <laughs> me happy too! But now we're assuming that we have like, you know, not really all the time in the world, but we have time. But suppose the average human lifespan was 40 years. How would you live oh. differently and how would you just... My entire life would have been different. Oh, right? Yeah. It would have been different, yes. There would have been I, no like, school. I hope so. Because <laughs> yeah. school takes up like your first 20 to 25 years. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And after that, you're just left with 15. And what are you going to do with the time? And- you don't know. I'm getting an existential crisis. I know. <laughs> do you think people are, people will be happier then with a shorter life? Because like they're kind of forced to like live. They do more, mm-hmm. and we yeah. would get accustomed to the new lifestyle. Well, would that depend though? Where are that doesn't mean we're all going to be born in the same place in life. We can mm-hmm. still have different classes and different mm-hmm. races and struggles. My thing is that I feel like if everybody's lifespan is like forty years old. Yeah. I think that relatively we would adjust to it anyways. Yeah, yeah sure. it'll, it'll yeah, end up being so, it would be so different. I mean, it wasn't like that hundreds yeah. of years ago too, and everybody found ways to yeah, adjust. That's yeah. pretty much average lifespan. Yeah, like average lifespan back then was like sometimes people would die before forty, and that was typical. And sometimes just like, people oh. would live up to sixty, and that was amazing. You know? Do you think people would be like more reckless then, knowing that they're gonna live shorter anyway? So like, like would like would the healthcare be as as like extensive as it is now oh, definitely not because no. healthcare is based on um, making everyone's lives easier and that includes the Older, elderly yeah. and mm-hmm. the sickly but our definition of elderly could definitely change too oh, yeah. our elderly so would be like would. 30 to 40 or 20 yeah. anti-wrinkle business yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're assuming that like at age 40 which is like age 40 that we are right oh, now are we gonna look like we're 80 yeah. age are we gonna look I was like, thinking oh. you turn 40 and you just that's you're it for you you expired you know what's that's a real question though mm-hmm. are we going into this 40 year lifespan with that mentality and the idea that people have lived more than 40 years and now oh. suddenly because yeah oh, so we adjusted with that. the idea because many people sorry not to cut you off but many people beforehand like we're talking about 100 years ago they were like wow 60 is impressive and, and <laughs> yeah. 100 years old was unthinkable but if we're doing a 40-year lifespan but we had the mentality and the idea to know that like oh people can live to 100 how would that change that would change it 100 percent. Mm-hmm. like if we were like told like society's the same but like our group was like you're not gonna live past 40 yeah, mm. and actually, our grandparents would live to a hundred and something, or whatever else, or even great grandparents. Yeah. I would probably be a lot less 
stressed, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd also like, be kind of mad, though. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I feel like... so much time now. <laughs> like, give me four warning. plane to Iceland. No, <laughs> right? Honestly... Just reset my life. Yeah. I would also want totally different things for myself. Like, right now, I want a family, but I don't want to have kids if I know I'm not going to be there to take care of them. Mm. You yeah, know? That's a good one, too. Yeah, I would have had or kids like, already. I would have kids right now. Yeah, I think people would yeah. be rushing to have kids as soon as possible. Yeah. Actually, I yeah, feel like birth control... You and can only like, raise them until, like, they're 10. Yeah. I feel like birth yeah. control and contraceptives in general would be like a non-existent thing at this point. We all be like, oh, we want the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Eat them. <laughs> yeah, but also at the same time, when you think about it, if you expect yourself to die at 40, that would make you a terrible parent if you have your kid like past the age of like maybe 20. Because then you're going to die before they're even They'd an probably adult. Be like a, and then they'll be left to fend for themselves. You know, they're probably be like a like a lot more adoption centers mm-hmm. and like because because you're gonna have younger younger like couples now and mm-hmm. who instead aren't who instead aren't having kids or if they are they're having it later and they're gonna be doc- adopting instead mm-hmm. so the adoption process would probably be a lot easier how do you think that would change like the female body because you know how on average a woman can stop you know it, it you're less likely to have kids at a later age mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but that's because we're talking about an average lifespan of a certain age do you think that would change if our average lifespan was supposed to be 40 Okay, well, we haven't decided yet. So when we die yeah. at forty, are our bodies like like are we looking like like eighty years old? Like are are we still like in a forty year old's body? Um, because if we are, then by ten you should oh be God. having kids. Yeah. Oh, Hell no. no. <laughs> I'm twenty right now, and I don't even want to think about having kids. God, you yeah, imagine? No, yeah. I don't know about that, but let's assume that it's the one where we just stop aging at forty. And we die there. Okay. So, I would think. I mean, you're fertile once you get your period. So I guess you could have. Yeah. Okay. As early well, as my, as my mom was was late when she was old when she had me. She was like thirty nine. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So there's she, that. She would be gone by one year. And old. I turned out yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's? Hello. We have a mystery caller. <laughs> okay. I wonder who that is. It's our sponsor. Water. But yeah, um... Sorry, we're filming in Kimberly's house. Um, And she just ran away with the mystery caller. Yeah. (laughs) How selfish. I know, right? But yeah, um... I don't know. If I knew that I was gonna die at 40... Like, just to answer the question from my perspective, I would get married. (laughs) (laughs) Like at fifteen, that's a challenge because oh, you have to meet someone. For, oh my gosh! Yourself, and would you be happy with uh, meeting someone at fifteen when you're still discovering yourself? That's horrible. Yeah, it is. With the age span of forty, I feel like you'll also be under more pressure to be like, "Crap, I haven't discovered myself yet." I only have like, you know, actually, you know that episode of Friends where Joey is like crying because all of them turning thirty. Yes, mm-hmm. that's literally gonna be at nine this years old. old. <laughs> and now, oh God, so why? <laughs> Nothing to live for. I honestly can't imagine a ten-year-old having the same kind of crises that I'm having. Like on a day to day basis, <laughs> there would probably be more, more like dating systems and dating like dating mm-hmm. websites and apps. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. The age limit is going to be like twelve. Oh my god! <laughs> I do not want to see a ten year old's <laughs> Tinder profile. No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the laws. Would be I could so treat you like I treat my Rice oh, Krispies. Yeah. Like excuse well, me. Well, would Juvie would Juvie even exist? Nah, no, it'd be jail. jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god, someone's entire life in jail. Probably. Like, that'd be, like, a lot more um, common. Do you think the crime sentence. rate would go up? Because if you think you're going to die in a few years and you're just like, I really want to kill the person. Their life sentence, like suppose someone like murders somebody and they get a life sentence and they're like 30, 35, 39, yeah. they would be like, all right, I'm just going to chill for the rest of my life. And yeah. what's, what's the rest of your life? Like two years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's like, but don't say you're young and you get like a five year sentence for something else. That's so much more significant now. Yeah. Those five years. Yeah. I mean, five years to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. I hope you guys are feeling the same way we're feeling at this I table. Right I feel kind of. I don't know what I'm doing. Actually, I hope you feel a little better. <laughs> a little better than what this table is feeling right now. Uh, we're coming up on like one hour now, so I think that just about wraps things can we, up. Can we wrap it up on a happier note? Well, that's so sad. <laughs> Let's wrap it up on a happy note. I what think did we talk about that was happy? I think, <laughs> I think one question we did have was, what is something you're grateful for? I think that should I get oh, every, yes. that should get one of, um, every single one of our listeners to really think about what they're grateful for. Yeah, especially if you're thinking that you have a 40-year-old lifespan. Exactly. You should definitely know what you're grateful Be grateful for that then. we don't have yeah. a 40-year-old lifespan. That's where yeah. you guys are. <laughs> Okay, let's go around the table. Let's start okay, with gems. Everyone just say, Gems? I'm grateful for animals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going the general route. I'm going the more sentimental route. Um, thank you for, for my family and friends. Um, We're thankful for you too. Yeah, that's great. In this one year discovery period, I've really found my roots in what I believe in and well, what I have faith in, right? And everyone needs a faith system, and that system has become my family and friends. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm thankful for it. That's awesome. That's a good one. Crying with podcasts. How am I going to follow that? I'll mom. get super, super specific. I'm going to say I'm grateful for my brother. Mm-hmm. He's been so good this whole time. Aww. He's been an absolute angel. You're a champ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What am I thankful for? Because I'm thankful for so many things. Um, but more than anything, I've got to say I'm thankful for my parents. My friends can, like, at this point in time, like, I'm going through a really rough patch with them, but nothing is ever going to make me feel like I don't owe them, like, the world, you know? Sometimes too, too much of a degree where I feel like I should, like, be conforming but that's a totally different podcast <laughs> but it's um, gonna be three parts here <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah but um yeah I, I i just have to say my parents like more than anybody else on this planet for me hmm, how do i top all those great answers um animals <laughs> that's my answer <laughs> a part of me really wants to say something different because i want to be different but like um i don't I don't think I can really top it. I feel like genuinely I'm very, very grateful for my friends and my family, my parents and my sister, you guys. I think it's just like if I didn't have these great people around me to keep me grounded, to make me feel not like a piece of crap, I don't know what I would honestly I don't know what I would do. We're not gonna get sentimental I'm not, I don't wanna get too sentimental here because we're all gonna start crying. <laughs> yeah. That was beautiful, but also you just like ripped off everyone but Jenna. Animal Kingdom. Um, Jungle Book. Oh, keep going. <laughs> yeah. 
don't know. The backyard again. <laughs> yeah. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Okay, I, I'd like to leave everyone off with one question. What, what animal is Uniqua? <laughs> yes! What animal is Uniqua, guys? You guys think about it. Comment it, please. And let us know what you think. I didn't watch that. I was like, who's Uniqua? (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Podcast by Default. Um, This has been Kimberly. Angela. Jess. Chris. Gems. And we will see you, or you will hear us, next time. Bye-bye. Bye.